Hello, hi, and welcome to this episode of the Mandy Mayer podcast. The podcast all about fat loss, health, and you smashing your goals. The place where I bring you everyday relatable advice and stories when it comes to fat loss, my fat loss, goals, and everything else around that. Today, I'm going to be touching on seven things that are potentially holding you back. But before I get into that, again, as per usual, a massive, massive thank you to everyone who does take the time to listen to this podcast and to everyone who does take the time to rate and review the podcast. I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. So as mentioned, I'm going to chat about seven things that could potentially be holding you back when it comes to you either starting your fat loss expedition or your health expedition or things that are getting you getting in the way of you progressing when it does come to your expedition that you are on. And this is not things like, oh, you're eating way too many carbohydrates or, oh, you're drinking one too many beers on the weekend. That's got to do with your calories and your nutrition. This is more got to do with our minds, your minds, mindset, as well as certain little areas that are often overlooked. So it's things that are actually stopping you from starting or stopping you from progress that are not food related. And I think when it comes to fat loss, so many people are fixated on the lowest calorie recipes possible, or they're fixated on what everyone else eats every single day to try and draw ideas from that maybe. But again, it goes so much deeper than the foods that we consume when it comes to this expedition. So let's jump straight into it. Seven things that could potentially be holding you back. And again, everyone is very different, but these are the seven things that I have picked up on my own fat loss expedition throughout the time that I did it, as well as with many different people when it comes to the questions in my DMs and the comments and and even people that I have worked with. So these are going to be very relatable things that are holding you back. Number one, and please keep in mind these are in no specific order, it's just the way I've made a note of them as they came to mind and as I was working through a lot of the comments and the DMs. So number one is the fear of failure or you could potentially be quite scared that you attempt another fat loss attempt and it might turn into a failure. And that is something that holds a lot of people back. And it purely stems from the fact from maybe having several failed attempts in the past. And I know that was the same with myself. I tried multiple different quick fixes, emphasis on quick fixes, and they failed. And by the time I started with a successful attempt, I was also very scared that it would just be another failed attempt right? And the way you can work past this is to keep reminding yourself, and this is if you have been listening to my podcast, is that you are on a health expedition. You are creating a healthier lifestyle for yourself through creating healthier habits, which is potentially something that you have not done in the past. Maybe you've done several quick fixes in the past, and that is the reason why they have failed. So you need to remind yourself that when you create healthier habits, that time, this time, it's going to be different because your approach is different. Your mindset is different. The way you tackling the plan and the expedition is very different, and it's not the same as the previous failed attempts. So this time it will be different because your approach is different. The way you navigate in it is different and it's not a quick fix and it's got longevity to it. 
I always have this saying when it comes to running races, and it can be a little bit different, but I think the concept behind it is pretty much the same, is I would rather have a did not finish as opposed to a did not start, right? So it's always important for me that you tackle that fear head on and you start, right? Now, again, it doesn't mean you're going to get a did not finish. And in that terms, you can switch it and say, maybe, yes, I struggled a little bit, but that means I just tweaked the plan. But the most important thing is that you did start. Don't let your fears hold you back from starting. Number two, the fear of change, right? And this is leading on from changing your lifestyle in the first point that I chatted about. A lot of the times we, you, me, everyone is very eager to change. Everyone's very eager to be successful within their fat loss expedition until they realize the amount of change that it does require. And yet it's not the amount of change that might scare you, but it's the fact that you are indeed changing that might scare you, right? So you're so used to the lifestyle that you have currently created for yourself over the last several years, maybe for example. And when you realize that you are changing your lifestyle, that might scare the shit out of you. And the moment you get scared because of that change that is taking place and you start thinking to yourself, how is your comfortable life going to change when you make all these changes and when you do become successful? And that could freak anyone out. And a lot of the times that fear of change stops you right in your tracks and you're like, oh, oh red lights, red lights, right? But it should actually be green lights, green lights, green lights, because it is that crave that you are changing, but yes, maybe it scares you a little bit, but don't let that hold you back or don't let that stop you because in the moment that change can be very scary. I totally understand that, but you push through that scary moment and you push through that change. And whilst it feels overwhelming in that moment, once you have got to the other side of that fear, there is nothing more empowering, nothing more beautiful than the change that you you did and that has taken place. So for the first two points that I chatted about, you can see the underlying thing there that is potentially holding you back or stopping is fear, right? So either the fear of failing or the fear of change and how it's going to change your life when you do become successful at the change that you are making, right? I want you to tackle those fears head on. I want you to think about what is the worst that can happen when you make these changes and really think about it. And then what is the best that can happen. And you will see that the the best that can happen will probably far, far, far outweigh the worst that can happen if you make these positive and healthy changes to your lifestyle. Number three, I've labeled as everyday life events. Now you're probably wondering, oh, but how is that holding us back from, from starting or from progressing? The reason or what I actually mean by everyday life events is I've seen so many people put their fat loss expedition or their health expedition on hold because they've got something up. Oh, it's because I'm going on holiday in a week's time, so I'll start after that. Or because my best friend is getting married in three months, I can't make changes right now. So I'll start after the wedding, right? So again, a lot of the times your everyday life events lead to you 
putting your health expedition on hold because you believe that you need to put your life on hold for fat loss to take place. And I don't blame you for thinking that way because, again, that mindset stems from all the quick fixes to say, how much fat can you lose in 21 days? Oh my goodness, I've got to stop my life for 21 days and focus purely on fat loss. So again, that is not the case this time around. This time around, you are creating a healthier lifestyle. And when you use the word lifestyle, the first part of that is life. For the rest of your life, this is what you are creating. So don't stop or don't prolong the start of your expedition because there's certain life events taking place. You need to be able to learn how to incorporate those life events into your lifestyle. So if you have a holiday coming up in a month's time, but you want to start your fat loss expedition now, but you've told yourself, no, 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 rather don't start it now. Wait till you get back from holiday. Scrap that idea. Start it now. Graph for four weeks leading up to your holiday. Put the emphasis on practicing to be mindful so that when the holiday time does come, you've already put down four weeks of solid foundations to your lifestyle. You will surprise yourself how many habits you can create or start creating in the four weeks leading up to your holiday. That by the time your holiday comes, you've got a higher level of mindfulness. You will then be able to smash out more steps whilst you are on holiday and you will see that you are a lot more capable than you believe you are to be able to successfully navigate that holiday in a mindful manner. So you see what I'm saying? Now, instead of wasting the four weeks leading up to your holiday, you've already set down four weeks of solid foundations. Then you go into your two-week holiday with being exceptionally mindful, but still enjoying it. And that is so, so, so rewarding. And it's such a big result to be able to know, yes, I can go on holiday. I can enjoy my holiday. My life can continue whilst I am creating a healthier lifestyle. And then number four, your goals. Now, I know you're probably rolling your eyes, but a lot of the times it could be your goals that are holding you back. And what I mean by that is maybe, just maybe, your goals are out of reach. And the moment they are out of reach, you start getting demotivated and you're just like, well, fuck it, this is not for me. Maybe you've also got a bit of unrealistic expectations. So again, you need to tweak your goals and you need to tweak your expectations. Always remember, this is not a quick fix. It's not a fad. It's not a see how much fat you can lose within a short period of time. This is a lifestyle that you are creating. Your goals don't always need to remain the same. You can continue tweaking those goals. You can do a goal audit or assessment at the end of every week. See where you're at and then maybe increase those goals. Say step goals, for example, increase them a little bit, but gradually work on things. Make those goals challenging but reachable so that you've got something to celebrate at the end of every single day so that you can be damn proud of yourself at the end of every single day instead of beating yourself up at the end of every single day because you have not reached that very unachievable goal that you have set for yourself. So small, reachable, 
with a little bit of a challenge. Small reachable challenging goals is the way forward. You don't want to scare the shit out of yourself even before you start this expedition. It's like me saying, oh, I'm going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro in one day. Realistically, I know it is not possible at all. So I'm already setting myself up for failure with that goal. Realistically, I know it's about a six, seven day climb up Kilimanjaro. So that should be my goal. The climb enough is challenging. Why must I fucking race up there? Just to be clear, in case that message got a bit lost, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro is not on my bucket list right now or a goal right now. I just used it as an example. And then number five, number five, the fifth thing that could potentially be holding you back. I hope you're sitting down. I hope you're sitting down. It could very well be that you are living in the past. So you are basing your expectations of on previous diets or you're basing your body composition on 20 years ago when you were 15 years old or it's that let's say I use myself with running as an example saying oh in 2019 I was able to run a sub 25 minute five kilometer I want to be able to do that now. No, so much has happened in the last fucking couple of years that it's quite detrimental to be living in the past and basing your current goals on things that you could do in the past or on body composition goals from the past. Remember, a lot of time has passed. Things have changed. Life has maybe got a bit more hectic. You need to base your current goals on now. So where you're starting from now, not where you were 10 years ago, because it might be very difficult, very unrealistic to go back 10 years to be the same person than what you were then. You're very different. Time has passed. Things have changed. Start living in now, what you can do now, what you can control now and set your goals according to now. Maybe you could do 20,000 steps in one day 10 years ago, but that's maybe because you didn't have a job yet and you were a student. Maybe you've got a full-time job now that sees you sitting behind a desk for 16 hours a day. So again, you wouldn't then set your step goals at 20,000 per day like you did 10 years ago when you didn't have a job. I hope that makes sense. And then number six is, or the sixth thing that could potentially be holding you back or stopping you from starting or just affecting your progress is your inflexibility, which is also something more or less like your all or nothing mindset. So by inflexibility, I mean, if you set a plan up for yourself and things don't go according to plan, you become very inflexible with that plan, and you're like, well, I'm not going to change it, because that was my plan, and then what happens is if you don't tick something off that plan, you're not willing to, I don't know, substitute it with something, or have an alternative, it's just like, well, it didn't happen, so it's not going to happen, because it's not, it, it, it's on the plan, and I couldn't do it, so what's the fucking point of doing it anyway, and that sort of does sort of combine or go with hand in hand with that all or nothing mindset at the end of the day. So let's use an example. Let's say, for example, you had an hour walk scheduled into your plan for the day, but it didn't happen because you had to go pick little Bobby up from his rugby practice and rugby practice went on for 30 minutes longer than what it should have. So now instead of getting out of the car whilst little Bobby is still at rugby practice and walking around the car or walking around the rugby field, you're like, well, I'm not going to be able to do my walk today. So what's the point of doing anything? Because that was, was on the plan, didn't happen. So yeah, 
going to scrap it, right? So again, a lot of the times it's that inflexibility. If you were more flexible in that plan, you would be able to say, you know what? Yes, I am delayed. I'm not going to be able to hit that one hour walk that I had on my plan, but I'm waiting for little Bobby. He's 30 minutes late. What can I do in these 30 minutes to help me get those steps? Can I walk around the car? Can I walk around the rugby field? What can I do? And change the plan and be a little bit more flexible so that you still get shit done. And the more you become flexible with a little tweak in the plan year, a little change in the plan year, the more you start breaking down that all or nothing mindset as well. Because the moment you walk around the car or the rugby field for 30 minutes, you're like, you know what? Yes, I didn't do the one hour walk, but you know what you still did? You did a 30 minute walk. And you know what that is? That's far better than sitting in the car sulking because you couldn't get to your one hour walk at the end of the day. Create those opportunities for yourself. And then lastly, number seven, the thing that is holding you back. And I think this is the thing that holds so many people back. And every time I say it, I get big eye rolls because, oh man, it's so important. The fixation on the scale, that number on the scale, the amount of emphasis that is placed on that number on the scale, right? The reason why I say that is holding you back because every time you see a minor fluctuation, you react on your emotions instead of just taking a step back and saying it's data. That's the moment where you then maybe spiral out of control for two or three days and that makes you feel as though, oh, diet starts Monday again. If you come to terms with the fact that that number on the scale is purely data and you don't have any emotional ties to it and you put it to one side and you, you, you obviously you keep collecting the data, but you tell yourself that it is just data and you focus on your action goals. So your behaviors every single day, as opposed to putting full focus on that outcome goal, which is the number on the scale, you will see that there will be a far bigger shift in or on that number on the scale when you focus less on it. And a lot of people don't believe me when I say that, but you have to experience it to believe it. The moment you put more emphasis on your daily actions and less emphasis on that number on the scale, that is actually where you start seeing a shift on the scale because you don't let the emotions from that number on the scale determine your actions for the day. And just before I love and leave you, thank you again to everyone who does purchase virtual coffees for myself. And if you want to, but you're still not sure how to, there is a link in the show notes of this podcast. On that note, I'm going to love and leave you like I usually do. Keep smiling, keep laughing, and always, always keep being kind to one another. Much love, your friend who is not holding back with the information provided on this episode, Mandy. <laughs>